Feel Good Fridays on the Alley on the Run show are brought to you by You Can. Hi, welcome to the Alley on the Run show. I'm your host, Allie Feller. And you know what? Before we get into this, can we just take a big, deep breath together? Do, do it with me. Promise you'll do it with me. Okay, that feels better. I know I needed that. My shoulders were up by my ears today, so that helped a little. So a few weeks ago, we were maybe three or four weeks into this COVID-19-induced quarantine, and I started to get a little motivated and inspired. I'd been feeling pretty low, pretty depressed for a while, and I was slowly making my way out of that. And I wanted to do something to put more good out into the world, something light but helpful, uplifting but not fluffy, optimistic, but not delusional. So with this idea of feel good Fridays in my head, because the former teen magazine editor and me could never say no to a little alliteration, I got to work. At the time, I knew I couldn't pretend to know what the world needed, but I knew what I wanted. I wanted short, 20 minute or so, easily digestible episodes with conversations that would leave me and hopefully others feeling better, just better. Maybe better for a few minutes, but maybe better for a while. Maybe they would stay with us for a while. Of course, so much has changed since I initially had this idea in my head a few weeks ago. The world right now, it's its a lot, and it's even more than I think it was then. Uh, we're in the midst of a global pandemic. We're fighting centuries of systemic racism. Many people have lost their jobs. People are sick. its It's a lot. Today... Rachel Gerson and Jarell Carabello, licensed therapists and co-founders of Viva Wellness in New York City are here, and in just 20 minutes, they are going to help us all breathe a little easier. They're going to bust some common self-care myths, and they're going to offer up some very tangible advice for how we can better take care of ourselves right now. Big thank you to UCAN for standing behind this series. I am proud to have a long-lasting partnership with UCAN. And one thing we can all be doing right now to better take care of ourselves is to stay properly fueled and hydrated. Simple as that, right? Whether you're running high mileage, medium mileage, or no mileage right now, we all need healthy, efficient calories to get through the day. Don't neglect that. The days feel really long, so you've got to take care of yourself. UCAN's bars and protein powders can help with that. Go to generationucan.com. Use code ONTHERUN25 for 25% off your first UCAN order. Or if you're a returning UCAN fan, use code ONTHERUN. You'll get 15% off. All right. Are you ready to hear from Rachel and Jarrell? Let's do this. Feel good Fridays. Rachel and Jarrell, I am so excited, honored, and just thrilled to have you here today. Thank you so much to both of you. Welcome to the Alley on the Run show. Thank you. Happy to be Thank here. You. All right, Jarrell, I'm going to tell you, here's the deal. We start every episode of the Alley on the Run show with a warm-up. Rachel's been through it before, so I'll let her kick things off. What we need from each of you is who you are, where you're from, and what it is that makes you qualified to be giving out advice today. Rachel, take it away. Hello to everyone listening. I'm Rachel Gersten. I am in New York City. I am a licensed therapist and co-founder of a mental health and wellness practice based in Brooklyn, Viva Wellness. Spoiler, my co-founder is also on the call. <laughs> in case you were wondering who the other person is, you'll find out shortly. Yeah. So 
just like copy and paste uh, <laughs> with slightly different information. Uh, my name is Jarrell Carabello. I'm the co-founder of Viva Wellness. I am a licensed therapist. Uh, you know, we I often talk to clients about all sorts of things with anxiety, depression, any mental health things, identity issues. Um, so, yeah, I've been doing this for a little while now. So we're, we're definitely glad to be here to have this conversation with you, Allie. Now, before we get into all the good actionable advice we're going to pry out of both of you today, I am curious. I have to imagine that being a therapist is like pretty, pretty solid work right now because we all need it so much. I would just love to know what is the biggest thing that you're hearing from your clients right now without violating HIPAA? What, what is the biggest thing with so much that's going on? And it's changing constantly. Last week looked totally different than this week. So what are you hearing from your clients and how are you responding to that? It's actually really funny because, and this is going to be a theme of, I feel like everything we talk about today, it really depends on the person. I have one client who comes to mind who she's actually been able to make a lot of positive life changes and decisions that are moving forward because of the pandemic. Um, which you never thought you would hear someone say, but that's the reality. There's a lot of other people that aren't that extreme, but are like, yeah, I'm kind of doing fine from people who you know, I had a conversation the other day where it was very much about, okay, how do we get you from the beginning of the day to the end of the day? Because that's how overwhelming it felt. So it really runs the gamut, but everyone is affected by this in some way. It colors everything. So that's what I would say is the central theme. No one's immune to having their life be impacted by what's going on right now. Yeah. And I would say for me, it's it's interesting because there, there are certainly people, I have some clients like that too, who are like, oh yeah, I've done X, Y, and Z. And like, I was able to execute on this thing that I hadn't been able to do. And I'm like, oh, wow, like, sounds like you're doing great. <laughs> um, but then, but then there are, and I think the other actual majority is, you know, I start conversations with clients and <laughs> they're, they're just like staring at me and I'm like, so how are you feeling? And they're just like, I don't know. I'm like, okay, so let's just start there. <laughs> and, uh, you know, a lot of people are carrying the weight of everything that's happening right now. Um, so yeah, it's been interesting. Yeah, well, I know that uh, I am grateful for both of you. And I'm sure your clients feel the same way. What is something that's making each of you feel good right now? Oh, this is very front of mind, because it just happened today. So I run in Central Park almost exclusively. And the water fountains have been turned back on. Oh, wow. congratulations. Thank I you. Important. It was very important. I hate carrying water <laughs> bottles. I wasn't really sure how this was going to go for the rest of the summer. I literally gasped out loud in excitement when I saw someone drinking from the water fountain the other day. <laughs> so I used them today. It was wonderful. Best part of the day. I love that for you. Congratulations. And to all Thank of our you. Central Park runners out there, uh, that, that is always a good day. And it's usually in like March that they come on and obviously because yes. of the pandemic it's much later so well worth the wait worth the wait yes. Jarrell what's making you what's making you feel good right now yeah um so one thing this morning that I came across and uh, I've seen sort of like little bits about this floating around the internet um is that so there's actually I'm a little bit of a k-pop fan a little more than a, a little, little bit. bit. A little bit. I know, bit. I know, I know, I know. Okay. I know, I know. Just don't lie to the Everyone people. Everyone stay calm. <laughs> Everyone stay calm. Drill's a um, lot of a K-pop fan. Just to correct yes. the error that he just made. <laughs> but 
what's really what's really what's been really cool is that there have been so like there's a thing where k-pop like stands will post live feeds of their favorite performers in unrelated threads right just to be to get extra streams and that sort of thing so what's really cool that's been happening recently is that a lot of these fans have been uh posting those fan cams using uh either like an all lives matter or white lives matter tag to clog those feeds so that they're just clogged with fan cams of like k-pop artists so that people can't <laughs> so that those people can't like gather and communicate and commiserate in their racism and it's really awesome that's amazing okay that's amazing and i appreciate you explaining that because right before this conversation i was on twitter and i've tried to like not be on twitter quite so much lately because i just twitter doesn't make me feel good and i saw that white lives matter was trending and i was like yeah. i'm gonna wait on that because <laughs> like I'm, I'm not running away. yeah like i'm not gonna go down but now now i'm like i don't know if happy is the right word but i love that right yeah yeah out in full force so that it's yes. pretty cool all right. Well, the reason I wanted to have you both on today is the plan was to talk about how to live your best life right now. There is a lot going on in the world, which we could argue is always the case, right? There's always a lot going on. But I look back at life four months ago, even two months ago, when the pandemic started and it was it was scary, but it was just, okay, stay home, stay home, mm -hmm. stay safe for me. It looks simple in the rear view, right? Now we've got a lot going on. I would love to take advantage of your knowledge and your uh, professional expertise to offer up some advice for people. What can they do right now to take care of themselves and each other? Oh, eat some pie. That's first and <laughs> foremost. Whatever your or whatever your favorite dessert is. For me, it's pie. But I say that to you know bring a point of that. You, we all need to adjust expectations at this point in time. Because like you said, wasn't it funny when we all thought this was going to go on for two weeks? I hear so many mm -hmm. stories of people who were like, cute. oh, yeah, I went to stay <laughs> here cute. for quarantine and I packed two weeks worth of clothes. <laughs> That's me. Hello. Yeah. yeah, cool. About that. So we have to adjust expectations. You know, there was a, a we do Sunday Zoom calls. I don't know. Jarell, we got to figure out a better thing to call them. But we have Zoom parties every Sunday night, Jarell and I, my husband, a friend of ours, and my mom. And I told everyone on the Zoom call, I'm like, all right, I got life-changing information tonight. And everybody is, of course, like very excited and like, what? And I'm like, our laundromat has reopened. <laughs> <laughs> that was Jarell's reaction then, too. Because right. it, it was such a hassle. And this sounds like I understand like first world problems, but I'm going to get to that in a second. But it was been such a hassle to get laundry done. We go to this, we've had the same laundromat for six years and they close and it was just a nightmare. At one point, all of our clothes smelled like feet. It was not good. And so that was my excitement when that reopened. And three months ago, that would not have made me that excited. It would have just been like, oh, good. Glad the laundromat's reopened. But I think that speaks to adjusting expectations because a lot of the things that really made us totally happy and overjoyed and mean so much to us, a lot of it got taken away. And it's not going to be the same, but it's looking for, okay, what joys can I find now? What can I get excited about now? And it's going to be totally individual. You know, that was my biggest struggle. I'm very lucky that one of my biggest issues was the water fountains weren't on and my laundromat was closed. But other people are going to be experiencing something totally different. And that's okay, too. 
and how to manage that stress is also really individual. What works for one person isn't going to work for someone else. You know, there's these universal facts of like, hey, st- too much stress is bad for your health. True. But then when you talk about, okay, how do I manage that? Well, now there's no right answer, regardless of what someone in the wellness industry wants to tell you. There is no right answer to that question. You have to figure out what works for you. And it can be trial and error, right? Maybe you say, okay, I'm going to go for a walk and see if that helps me. No, I just feel worse because no one is wearing a mask. And now I'm more enraged than when I started. Mm -hmm. Okay, that's not the thing. Try something else. Even if your friend is like, oh my God, I went for a walk today and it was the greatest thing ever. You're not doing anything wrong. It just doesn't work for you. And I think that's kind of the sad answer people hear when I'm like, I don't have the right answer for you. But the good news is there are several things that could be the right answer. You just have to figure out what works for you and listen to yourself about what is making you feel better. So this is where, this is the bubble bath example. This is where I feel like my form of self-care and how I should take care of myself is by putting on a sheet mask that's too big and doesn't actually fit my face and I'm constantly adjusting it under my chin and it's dripping off me. And I should take a luxurious bubble bath with bath bombs, which I don't even own, but I pour like body wash in as it's filling up so I get some bubbles, whatever. And then I sit in the tub with my knees sticking out so my knees are cold and my boobs being weird down into the tub. And I don't enjoy that. And I can't relax. And it's hard to read a book because my fingers get wet and then they touch the book. And I am not relaxed. And every wellness outlet wants me to enjoy this bubble bath as self-care. Jarell. Jarell, though, no, no, no. Jarell is well, like the bath king, as I, I understand. I am a literally, literally the other night did a fancy bubble bath with a sheet face mask, and it was glorious. So this goes to show you, this proves Rachel's point. What works for one person does not work for the other. Jarell and I have had so many... I'm putting arguments in quotes because uh-huh. they're not arguments because we have the same conversation over and over again yep. where he'll tell me this and I go, but what do you do in there? <laughs> and he's like, yeah, what do you do? I'm like, what do you mean though? Like, what do Ugh. you do? Like, what happens? What happens in the bath? And he's like, I sit. And that answer is just frustrating. And at some point, one of us <laughs> gives up until we have the conversation again a few months later. That's true. Oh my God. No, the only way that I can enjoy a bath is if I bring my laptop in and set it up and like watch something on Netflix. But even then it's like, I have to set it up and my fingers are wet and like the Wi-Fi kind of sucks and I'm just way more stressed than, and and I'm sweaty. I'm so sweaty. Gross. Okay. (laughs) But let's, let's use that because that sort of brings us into the idea of self-care, which I'm like super torn on that term anyway, because I think it's gotten so buzzy, but Let's talk about this idea of self-care myth-busting and let's sort of put that out there on on what are the the myths that you want to bust when it comes to self-care. Yeah, I'll, I'll just jump in here with one because I, I posted about this on Instagram recently. I posted this quote by Audre Lorde, which basically just says that self-care is an act of self-preservation and that is a political act. And I, I think to me that really speaks to the real meaning behind what self-care is. It's not necessarily a bubble bath, although that is one of my preferred methods. Um, <laughs> it, isn't, it isn't necessarily buying this fancy like face massager or whatever the situation is. It's really about what helps you feel preserved and restored, like what helps your 
uh, mental health feel better, what helps your soul feel better. And that is, that's what self-care really is. And so I think we have to get away from looking at it at this very specific, tight, influencer kind of way and really thinking about what is it what is the thing that helps me feel restored and and feel better and that's what self-care really is yeah i say to clients all the time it's the why not the what so Mm -hmm. it's not so much about what you're doing it's why are you doing it so there's all these shoulds flying around out there that we have to deal with every day and the answer to that, because we are often a society of extreme of extremes, which is something I could talk about for hours. But the answer to that is usually, oh, don't put any shoulds on yourself. No shoulds. Okay. So no, because shoulds help us achieve our goals. They hold us accountable. They keep us healthy. They keep us on track for what's important to us. But the question becomes, who's saying that you should? Is it the world? Is it someone in a magazine who's like, you should meditate? Or you should take a bath when really all you do is sit there and stew in your filth. That's it with the bath, I promise. <laughs> or is it that... Justice for bath. Leave <laughs> us alone. Is it just that you should get up early? Because, yeah, there's some health benefits to that and some you know scheduling benefits to that. But does it actually have meaning for you? You know, I always say to myself on mornings where I feel really lethargic and I'm like, oh, I don't want to get out the door. No, but you should go for your run. Well, because that's meaningful to me. I, I want to, you know, whenever races, maybe hopefully eventually someday soon come back, I want to not be totally out of shape. I know I feel better after I run. But if you take something like meditation, yeah, I mean, there's a lot of benefits to it, but I meditation stresses me out. And so I could sit there and fight it and be like, oh, but I should be meditating. I should be meditating. And then sit there with my meditation app, like getting more anxious than I was when I started. Or I could just say, that should doesn't mean anything to me, so I shouldn't. Mm-hmm. Quote that. Yeah, I'm into that. <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna that was a good highlight one. my computer screen. <laughs> thank you, thank you. <laughs> All right, Jarell, talk to me a little bit about what are you doing right now in terms of taking care of yourself. Yeah, um, to briefly circle back to something Rachel mentioned earlier, I think that in these kind of times. For me, one of the things I've been focusing on is just really finding little moments of joy or happiness and squeezing the every little bit of joy and goodness from those moments and trying to be really present with them. Um, and so one of the ways that's happened for me most recently is like revisiting these old like YouTube videos and one of them uh, like pre-meme I think culture, actually. Um, one of them was, you know, Sweet Brown's video. And that has just been, it, it just made me laugh so hard in a way that I haven't done in months, I feel like. And to me, that was just like soul affirming and it, it felt like a bit of a release. And so I was just happy to have that moment. And, and so revisiting old videos, old films, old, old memes, all of those things uh, have really been helpful to me right now. And so if that speaks to people out there, I, I encourage you to kind of be present with that, too. That speaks to me so much because, I mean, this is sad. The double rainbow guy died recently, and mm-hmm. I saw that headline, yes. and that made me so sad. But then I was like, I'm going to spend three and a half minutes or like seven and a half minutes, whatever it was, watching Double Rainbow. I was so obsessed with that. I felt 
so joyful. Mm -hmm. I can still quote the entire thing. There is so much beauty in old school YouTube before everything was created with the purpose of going viral. Like Charlie bit my finger was a gem. (laughs) Yes, I forgot about that one. Oh, well, I can't forget because my mom still quotes it like every day for some reason. Scarlet (laughs) takes a tumble. Is another oh, good one. Oh, the gra- yeah. The grape stomping, the grape stomping ladies. Yeah. Remember them? So, yeah, there's so many good ones. I'll link all those in the show notes. So, I, I very much love that. I very much resonate with that. Mm. Um, what about the idea of feeling guilt around this, around this idea of prioritizing our own needs and doing things that I know that we can say, like, oh, a bubble bath feels frivolous right now. Maybe it is, maybe it's not if it's taking care of ourselves, but like, Right now, when there's so much going on, I feel like I should be devoting every ounce of my time and my energy to making the world a better place. And honestly, a bubble bath doesn't fit into my daily timeline. Mm -hmm. It just doesn't. And I'm already cutting back on time that I would normally want to spend sleeping. I'm not getting a lot of sleep. And I, I know that we're all, I think, feeling a lot of that. I can't speak for everyone, but based on my inbox right now, mm-hmm. I think a lot of people are feeling like, what do we do? We want to be activists and we want to be good at our jobs and we want to be good parents. There, There's no me time right now when there's no childcare and there's no separation between home and work for many who haven't gone back to the office yet, if that's the case. So I, I would just love your take on what can you tell those people, aka me, <laughs> Who, who can't seem to justify doing things like even sitting to watch a YouTube video or taking a bath or whatever it is. Yeah, well, first of all, Allie, you're doing great. I just had to say that. You're doing great. <laughs> you're, you're doing your best and that's all that matters. And to everyone else, same thing. Is we feel more than one thing at a time all the time. We just, for whatever reason, are taught we can't acknowledge that. So it's okay to feel really sad and disheartened by the state of the world, but also be really excited when your laundromat reopens. And I share things like that, not to seem like I'm totally insensitive and tone deaf to what's going on, but that is real for me. You know, it's a scale, right? We aren't that simple of creatures where our feelings aren't complex. I am devastated for the state of the world with what's been happening with racial injustice, with the pandemic, with healthcare workers, with everything, but also really excited about little things like videos. You know, I've been watching the live sea lion feedings from the Bronx Zoo, and I really enjoy those. And I'm also really upset for what I've personally lost. You know, there's a lot of traditions and things that are really important to me that happen in the summer that I'm not getting to do. I will have missed three vacations by the time this is all over. And no, that's not at the same level as people who are in the emergency room without enough PPE. But this isn't the feelings Olympics. You don't have to one up somebody. Your feelings are valid. They're real. They mean something to you. Perspective is important. And it's good to have that to kind of put where you are in place in the big picture. But just don't let that stop you from also experiencing whatever you're feeling, whether that's joy in that moment or sadness or disappointment or frustration, regardless of the reason, it's what you feel. And so it's okay. It's okay to feel that because you do. And that's not really going to change. And it's okay to honor that. And at the same time, you can't do everything. You know, like I said, we're a society of extremes. And so we go from 
not thinking about racial injustice, for example, to I have to do everything and I can't do anything that is just about me. No, no, we've gone too far. <laughs> Back it up. Because anything that's not a balance isn't sustainable. And if it's not sustainable, then what would be the point of starting anyway? It's almost like a diet when you describe it like that. I don't mm -hmm. know if this is actually a good yep. example, but when you said that, it's like you don't want to choose the the no-carb South Beach Atkins diet that's going to make you lose 20 pounds really quick and then crash and then yo-yo like that. I don't know why that's where my head went on that. Yeah. Um, but, you know, just in the idea of finding ways to make all of this sustainable and still be productive and still make progress yes. in a way that we can do this for a long time forever, really. Yeah. yeah, that's actually a great example. And exactly, you can care about making society fairer for everyone. You can care about fighting the pandemic and your hearts can go out to healthcare workers while also really enjoying a TV show, ice cream, a walk time with friends, being grateful for the fact that life has slowed down. And that's something you really appreciate that your family is around, that you're saving some money. You can feel all of those things at once and you do. So just let yourself do it. Gosh, I appreciate you saying that so much. I am so grateful for both of you. Jarell, bring us home for everyone who's listening. We want them to know, of course, that one really great form of self-care is, I think, therapy. You both do that. What advice do you have for people about finding a therapist, about finding a therapist that fits? And what should people know before that first appointment? Yeah, I think at the end of the day, it's really about at the core of therapy, it is the relationship, right? And so you should be able to envision yourself having a conversation with this person um, just generally, right? Obviously, you're going to be talking about really challenging things. And so if you can do your research on people, look online, there are so many directories like Psychology Today and uh, Therapy for Black Girls, Open Path Collective. There are so many directories and sites and most therapists nowadays have social media presence as well. You know, do your research and, and ask yourself, could I see myself talking to this person just in general? And then, you know, it, could I envision myself approaching these more challenging or difficult things with this person? Um, and that's going to look different for everyone. And it's really just about being honest with yourself and honoring your feelings and knowing what you really need. So just be sure to check in with yourself, explore those questions, do that research. And if you're, if you're on the fence, just reach out. You know, there, it's, it's a good thing to try, even if you're not sure how helpful it's going to be. Because um, at the end of the day, you're going to be able to get some support and you can always pivot. You can always change and adjust. We actually did a podcast episode that's a longer <laughs> version of that explanation that we can send you the link to if anyone's interested. Like I joke that, you know, go listen to our podcast, but also we think it's helpful. Yeah. And it's just a longer explanation of what Gerald just said. Yeah. Well, I will absolutely link to all of that in the show notes here. I am so grateful for both of you. I appreciate you taking the time to do this. I appreciate you giving so much of your energy and and truly when I you know, I'm I'm just feeling like 
the world is heavy right now for all of us in different ways and in many of the same ways. And I appreciate you coming on here and offering some ways that people can still take care of themselves and still try to feel good, even though it kind of feels like everything's on fire. So that was my attempt at being uplifting to close this out. I don't think I did it well. Should I try again? How about about, thank you for being here? Eat some pie. Yes. Love it. Is that better? Every day that should be your message to everyone. Thank you for being here. Eat some pie. Yeah. I love it. Thank you both so much. Thank you. Thank you so much for hanging out with Rachel, Jarell, and me for the first of four Feel Good Fridays episodes every Friday in the month of June. I hope you took as much away from this quick conversation as I did. Baths, man, what is up with baths? Let me know your thoughts. Are you into them or do you just get sweaty while your knees are cold because the tub is not big enough? Let me know. You can find me at Allie on the Run One on Instagram and Twitter, on the Allie on the Run Facebook page, and in the Allie on the Run Show Best Running Friends group. You can also check me out on Patreon, which is patreon.com slash Allie on the Run. Coming up on Feel Good Fridays, we've got advice from one of my very favorite running coaches, Jess Movald, on how to make running meaningful right now. Plus, Katie Burke returns with tips on how to find your passion right now. Lots of good stuff coming up. Finally, thanks to UCAN for standing behind this series. Go to generationucan.com and use code ONTHERUN25 for 25% off your first UCAN order. Returning UCAN fans, you can use code ONTHERUN and you'll get 15% off. I'm really grateful for you, for this community, for running. So stay strong, do good, be kind, and thanks for joining me on the run.